This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Take two. Live from Studio C. Season your... It's a dimly lit room kicking off a brand new week under the tutelage of our general manager, Martin Luther King Jr. Really? And why not? Because that's what today is? Yeah, it's the MLK Jr. Day. I figured something positive. Yeah, I get the, uh, I was just thinking on the drive in. I think this is the le- least MLK Jr. E. MLK Jr. Day. I can remember, just sort of anecdotally, I'm hearing the least about it I've ever heard. Now, part of it is we've got so much domestic politics going on and a president being sworn in and blah, 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 and all the security at the Capitol and almost all the media lives and works in that area, so they're obsessed with their own lives, etc., etc., but... I was actually thinking, is is Martin Luther King Jr. relevant at all anymore? Mm. And the day's going to stay on the calendar because they negotiate for these sorts of things so they can get another day off that we all pay for. Oh, yeah. In government. Right. That's the whole point of these things. I came across an editorial entitled, I can't remember where it was. Uh, It doesn't matter, really. Uh, What would Martin Luther King Jr. say to Black Lives Matter activists of today? And uh, I thought, oh, that's an intriguing question, one that I have considered and talked about myself. And. Then I saw it was written by Michael Eric Dyson, and I thought, oh, boy. And then I read it, and it was completely incoherent and really didn't answer the question and and danced around it. Well, I watched the new movie last night, MLK FBI. Have you heard about this? Have you seen Mm -hmm. this? I've heard about it. I'd read the reviews and everything like that, and so I uh, rendered it on the TV and watched it last night, which is, uh, I just love that development in our lives where new movies come out, and you can watch them from home immediately. It's just freaking fantastic. But um, uh, I do want to talk about the movie and the whole FBI thing, because it's freaking fascinating and should scare the hell out of liberals. But anyway, um, so much of the, the clips of Martin Luther King Jr., I thought, that wouldn't fly today. People don't believe, young people don't believe that anymore. Mm. So it's, I, I, don't know, I, don't know what the, I don't know what the MLK Jr. movement would be now. Who believes? Who wants his dream of people being judged by the content of their character and, comp- and, and a colorblind society? Nobody. Conservatives? Well, very few people. I don't know. <laughs> I do. None of the people in the, uh, the, the that are running the the, the, the the chattering classes of the world. No, not the universities, not the uh, the activists, not the people burning down your store. No, they have no interest in that. They want power, raw power. Masquerading is justice, but. As uh, wiser men than me have pointed out, social justice is the opposite of justice. It's carefully uh, doling out rights, freedoms, privileges, according to the color of one's skin. Long and short of that movie, though, I want to talk about it later, is how the FBI uh, spied on MLK for so long. Has hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of him having sex with lots and lots and lots of different women. Great Scott. Uh, And uh, had all that stuff in an effort to destroy him. And it all still exists, and it comes out in a few years. And there's some argument of should it come out? It was it, it shouldn't. He they shouldn't have obtained it in the first place. Mm. And just because they did, should we get to hear it when it comes out in a couple of years? Which is an interesting question. I think the idea is that since he is long gone, 
it's in our interest, and, and I know what the answer is going to be to this, but it's in our interest to know fully the extent of the uh, unethical and illegal activities of the FBI at the time. I'm all for that, but do we need to hear the actual sex tapes that That's are going to come out question. in a couple of years? That, is it good enough to be told, and there were lots of sex tapes, or do you have to hear them? It could certainly be argued that you think you fully appreciate the sex. illegality of no, I fully appreciate that. I assure you, sir. And the noises various people oh, make. Oh, for goodness sakes. You have to take this down into the gutter. Well, that's, what it's, going, that's what it's going to be. Let me, let me paw through your contract. That's funny. It doesn't say you have to. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> there will be some of that by the childish, by the idiots of the world. I will approach it as a scholar. But to, to fully appreciate it, you have to hear it. And hear how intrusive and inappropriate it is, and get to get creeped out by it. You know, it's like hearing about the the, the, the Taj Mahal or being there. It's very different, somewhat like that. It's a little like that. <laughs> I don't think it is. Well, now wait a minute, Michael. I will not have you join in the childish one. What about like if you found out the KGB was uh, surveilling? I don't know whomever. Uh, the Chancellor of Germany. And those tapes came out. You'd want to hear the tapes. Uh, the, gr- of the, the grunting and the moaning? <laughs> oh, 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 boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make a case over here. I don't feel yeah. great about it so far. <laughs> a lot of FBI agents, at least quoted in the film, don't think it should come out. It was the darkest period of the FBI, according to James Comey and others. Can there um, be a full full accounting of it, an atonement for it. Oh, weird. He said yes to the interview for the movie? He normally turns down stuff with a camera and a microphone. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought, is nobody seeing any irony here? You were the FBI guy where they had very slippery reasons to spy on the incoming president and faked up warrants. You, you that, that was the darkest, but maybe that's the reason he wanted to be on it. Exactly. That was the darkest period back when they used to use any excuse they could come up with to surveil people. It was just terrible. Thank God we don't do that anymore. Yeah, I'll talk more about that later. It's pretty fascinating. In 2027, the MLK Jr. tapes are going to come out. 2027. Yeah, huh, six okay. years. Yeah. You're going to hear the grunting and the moaning. He had a girlfriend in every town in America, which is interesting also, just as a uh, study of uh, human beings. You know, he's like a guitar player in a rock band or something. Yeah, but they're not going around claiming to be uh, well, not claiming he was, but they're not going around speaking about truth and justice and being a minister and, you know, the importance of family and this and that. Right. As rock and roll stars. Right. Generally speaking, no. With a girlfriend in every uh, town. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Complex fella. Boy, Sean's right about James Comey, though. You got some local weather girl saying the snow is just beginning to fall here. He'll sidle over. Hi, I'm James Comey. Is there anything you'd like to ask me? <laughs> His height has got to be like uh, like corporate pocket sand. You just see how tall he is, and you're just dazzled by it. And all of a sudden, because nobody seems to like this guy, yet he's always interviewed as some sort of voice of reason on things. <laughs> Which is odd. <laughs> you're right. Everybody on the left and right hates him. But he's brought in as the uh, the voice of the oh, grown he's up. Tall, he must know what he's talking about. <laughs> he's the perfect example of as long as he is the enemy of your enemy, he's your buddy. I mean, because the left despised him till he turned on Trump, and then all of a sudden, hey, well, he hates Trump, so he must be our buddy. 
Um, it's teamwork that makes the dream work. James Comey can tell you that. And that's why we introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing great. Uh, I love the sports underdog story. So yesterday I was watching the Kansas City Chiefs game, and uh, Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. The backup comes Patrick in. Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Yeah. 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 He, he looked like a heavyweight when they should have stopped the fight two rounds ago. He, he stood up and he did the stanky leg. Yeah. Yep. He did the bad stanky leg. <laughs> yeah. They had to help him do his feet. Yeah. And he looked stank, like stank. Where is it? The preseason? Is this this? Where 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 is am he? I? Like okay now though? Or is he going to play? He was did they concussed. Win? Uh, yes, they did. Chad Henney, thirteen years in the league, never played a playoff game. The Hennessons. Henny thing's possible. <laughs> oh jeez. Anyway, he came in. He uh, though he chucked one rather terrible interception. He he guided the Chiefs to uh, to the victory. He at least ran out the clock, which was critical. As Uncle Mo had switched sides, no doubt, when uh, when they took young Pat Mahomes to the locker room. But will he play next week? Uh, they say he's doing quite well. Um, the, he, he was rather concussed. Mm. We'll have to see. League protocols, blah, 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 independent doctors, yada, yada, yada. Who knows? Uh, did you I've have been more? concussed, and the idea of playing a football game a week later sounds like a terrible idea. But Not- didn't have more, Jack. That you can't top that Hennessance. You know. No, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, Sean. That's really good. The Hena- uh, you don't like anything's possible because that one's really trending too. <laughs> Keep trying, Joe. Uh, there's <laughs> positive Sean who smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well, and uh, we all talked about it on Friday. But we are not men of words. We are men of action. I I became a crowd uh, card carrying member of Team Air Fryer. Oh yes, you got the air fryer. I'm practically a restaurant now. I'm just serving up appetizers any which way you want. You want wow. a tower, a sampler? I, I got it all for you. <laughs> I want to talk about that later because I, I got to get one of those. I, I will simply say uh, I will give it my highest compliment, and that it is that uh, it is a game changer. Okay. Oh my goodness, a game changer! And a you're tipping kinda, point. I assume you're kind of where I am cooking wise, so uh, yeah, that that could be a big thing for me. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is a Monday, Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday as we celebrate it today. Uh, so everybody can have a three day weekend. Everybody, but not us and most people in the private sector. January eighteenth, the year twenty twenty one. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's leap into action officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Add, wait for it. Mark. Now, the breath of life is the outward concern for the welfare of others, as I said. And a man has not begun to live until he can rise above the narrow confines of his own individual concerns to the broader concerns of all humanity. Suppose he sounds like that when he's having sex? Oh, boy. We're going to find out. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate. Well, I think at least... What we've... you just did there! Oh, don't, don't, don't. I need the paycheck. Seriously. I'm against having the tapes come out. Yes. For yes, the record. Yes. I'm against, I'm against what you're... Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to break. How Quickly. does mailbag look? Fine. Go to break. <laughs> Text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. question, not to mention the political question of whether you should, but the legal question of whether you can 
convict a private citizen who was once in office. Uh, pretty interesting. I don't know if this is headed to the courts or what, but we'll uh, set that up for you at some point. To impeach someone who's not in that office. Hmm. Well, that reminds me. Hey, Anson or Sean or somebody, see if you can come up with... There's a clip of Kamala Harris explaining why they're going ahead with impeachment, why it's justified. <clears throat> it is... Uh, who ordered the word salad? Word salad? <laughs> Stay with us. Mailbag. Once again, uh, freedom-loving quote of the day from James Madison, the father of the Constitution. The powers delegated by the proposed Constitution to the federal government are few and defined. Those which are to remain in the state governments are numerous and indefinite. The former, the federal power, will be exercised principally on external objects as war, peace, negotiation, and foreign commerce. The powers reserved in several states will extend to all the objects which in the ordinary course of affairs concern the lives and liberties and properties of the people and the internal order, improvements, and prosperity of the state. Okay, Boomer. Hmm. Okay, Boomer. Uh, James Madison there, the father of the Constitution. He is uh, whirling in his grave like a... Black and Decker drill. Tiny little top. Yeah, terrible. Moving along to the correspondence proper. Uh, there it is. Okay, Boomer. David, on the <clears throat> on the subject of air fryers, gentlemen, they are just convection ovens. Get a good toaster oven instead. Sean, your team, uh, air oven, or whatever. Air, air fryer. fryer. Yeah. Um, just I, a convection oven, man. I... I Possibly. I don't know what that is, so maybe. It's um, <laughs> a stern defense you've mounted. I have had a toaster oven for a long time. This is not a toaster oven. Yeah. We have the convection setting on our toaster oven. It's rarely used. Maybe we, that's our mistake. We got into this debate last week. Our, uh, apparently, these are hot right now. The air Is that an air fryer? Air fryer, yeah. air fryer. And uh, it was a debate. Uh, is it worth the hype? And some people said, it's just an oven. And other people saying, it changed my life. Sean says it changed his life. Game changer. Absolutely. The, I, can, I can make French fries in my apartment now. The thing I'm most interested in the idea is reheating French fries or mm-hmm. pizza or whatever, and it's still crispy and dry as opposed to wet and gushy like it comes out of the microwave. Sean, you got to try the donut. Oh, but, yeah, and everybody says uh, what you can do to a donut is fantastic. But if you reheat I, fries in a toaster oven, they come out pretty good. Not like this. No. No. Okay. I've, I've I've done both. Specifically, toaster oven versus this, and it's a different it's a different thing. You know, this is to be the mailbag segment, not mm. the cooking segment. But um, by I don't know th- by three barely people who cook. So. I just I don't know. I don't. I I'm excited about this idea, and our toaster oven is starting to get annoying. You have to hit the button like twenty times for it to. My life to experience go. is this though: you got to do stuff yourself. Other people's opinions are almost worthless. So true. For instance, this one, Margie writes, I have tried a couple of times to listen to you guys since last Wednesday, but it isn't. It just isn't you guys anymore. I don't know why, but you are no longer my Armstrong and Getty, and I get no joy from listening to the show. This is sad for me because it used to be my favorite. I'll try again in a month or so to see if Jack and Joe are back. Uh, Margie, I would suggest that we haven't changed. Perhaps you have. Uh, I do worry about that just because the, 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 the news flow is so, you know, between the corona and the politics, there's a lot of negative. Yeah, I think she's talking about the uh, the ex- opinions expressed by the host, but I right. could be wrong. Uh, let's see, this is an interesting uh, thought by Unum. It's a pen name. Uh, before I bought my first house, had my first kid, or formed any well-reasoned political opinions, I listen to you guys daily, 20 Thank years you. ago. 
Now in my 50s, it occurs to me that you guys have been part of my life for so long, you're like family I never had. Giving advice and perspective, encouraging and reassuring, even calming my frequent outrage at the seemingly limitless human ignorance and political malfeasance. Equally, you've made me laugh, often until I've cried. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. You guys are awesome. It says some really nice things. So I've archi- archived some of my favorite shows and can honestly say 2020 has been the best yet. I fear it will also be your last. Feels as though inevitable, the inevitable is coming soon. Even if they allow you to remain on the air, I know the format will change. The voices will be all that's familiar in the post-democracy maelstrom. Facts will be skewed to fit their narrative. Truth will be subjective. Only progressive views will be allowed, and only cruel derision of conservatives will pass for humor. Fair-minded discussion and agreements that has long promoted diversity of thought and opinions will be replaced by NPR-style drivel and drool. I'll stay with you until that day comes, which is when I will be watching the skies and hope to hear Joe Beckin smod one last time before signing off for good. <laughs> KFTC. Wow. Wow, is right. I don't, I, nobody tells us what to say. I, know. I hope none of those things happen. Well, and if they start, we'll tell them, go to hell. <laughs> And if they say you're fired, we'll leave and do a podcast. You can listen to that. Where It'll are, be okay. Where are we legally speaking on the impeachment? Probably ought to bring you up to speed. Where we are, we on the COVID and all that sort of stuff. A yeah. bunch of stuff to talk about. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Right now, this new variant is about 0.5% of all infections nationally. There's hot spots in Southern California and Florida that may be closer to 1%, but it's going to double uh, every week. So it's about doubling every week. That's the experience from other countries, and that's the experience we've seen so far in the United States. So it's 1% now. It'll be 2%, then 4%, then 8%, then 16%, then 32%. So in about five weeks, this is going to start to take over. As Dr. Gottlieb on Face the Nation that the new British strain that spreads faster is only about 1% of infections now, but it doubles every week, and it's going to take over. Um, And the South African strain we're not testing that much for, but there is a concern that it will take over. And he said that now it is more important than ever to wear a really good mask. Where the surgical kind or the N95 with this new really super easy to spread strain out no there? No boy. Also, um, uh, and and just briefly because we'll get into it in more detail later. The new uh, hot phrase is the escape mutant. That's right, the new escape mutant. The South African strain. They're concerned um, that the vaccine won't work on it, that it affects children, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But more on that later. Huh. So here's one of the most interesting things I came across over the weekend. Um, This is about the whole impeachment thing. The Senate strategy for the Republicans is going to be this. The Republicans are going to argue that you can't convict Trump out of office, that a private citizen can't be convicted. Now, according to the Wall Street Journal, that's going to be their strategy, even though most legal scholars are on the other side of the argument now. I take that with a grain of salt. It is the Wall Street Journal, but when you say most legal scholars, who's counting which legal scholars? So I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. I haven't gotten that idea, but I'm not enough of a uh, you know a legal eagle to know whether that's true or not. Yeah, but, that that's a very fudgy phrase. But I've heard arguments on both sides. 
Um, there, there are examples going back of judges and various people who have been convicted after they were out of office, so there is some precedent. But the, the Constitution doesn't make it specifically clear. Mm. The point of it, though, is this. It is a, and this is what you always got to come back to with impeachment. It's a political thing. It's, we all get caught up in the whole thing like it's a courtroom drama and it's about the, you know, the applying a particular law. Right. Did you violate it? That's not what it is. Unanimous jury, et cetera. No. No. You could impeach him for anything and convict him for anything if you had enough votes. Mm hmm. Um, There's no appeal either. But the Republicans are going to make the argument, look, you can't convict somebody who's a private citizen. They're out of office. They'll point out that there's nothing in the Constitution that makes it clear that you can. And that way they can vote against it on those grounds. And that gives you cover in case anybody's going to try to claim that, you know, you're letting Trump off the hook. or Well, if you're uncomfortable with the facts, you don't have to weigh them at all. If it's just improper to try him at all. You know, right. the which legal, is a pretty good political strategy. The legal scholars that I have found most persuasive have cited the Federalist Papers, in which it was made completely clear it was to remove people from office, and the bar them from holding office again is an optional add-on if you want it, and you can get a majority vote. The example of impeaching somebody out of office that I keep hearing about is that some senator in eighteen seventy-five, Belcap, Belcap, bastard, sorry, Belcap, exactly. Sometimes known as Belcat. Secretary of War William Belknap. That's him. Exactly. Senator, Secretary, whatever. But if you got to go back to 1875, come on now. Um, the key uh, person on this, Tom Cotton, if you'll remember, Senator Republican from Arkansas who broke with the president a couple of weeks ago, said the election's over, et cetera, et cetera, gave a, was seen as a really important um, had been supportive of Trump all along, finally came out anti-Trump on one particular thing. The elections is over. we got to accept it. And that gave cover to a lot of other Republicans. Over the weekend, he said the founders designed the impeachment process as a way to remove office holders, not an inquest against private citizens. So he's going to be a no vote based on those grounds. So there's no way at this point you're getting 17 Republican senators. So given that... Since they've since they've come up with a good argument that you know gives you cover on all political fronts, um, why go forward if I'm Joe Biden? So you're going to go ahead and have this. Not only is it going to eat up all my time, he's not going to be convicted at the end of it. What are we doing here? So we'll see what happens. Did anybody find that Kamala Harris clip I was asking for? No, I found the only thing I found about uh, impeachment was like from a week ago oh. before the the vote thing and her uh, her niece doing some sort of weird viral TikTok thing about no, impeachment. that wasn't it. No. Okay, <laughs> uh, she was asked, "Why would you go ahead? He's a private citizen. He's not president anymore." Well, she said, and I'm paraphrasing here, but I'm going to be fair intentionally because there's no need to lampoon her, in my opinion. Uh, she she lampoons herself, but she said it's important that the feelings the American people that they must be expressed. We must recognize. It was like people want us to impeach him, so we're going to impeach him. That was it. Yes, it's useless. Yes, he's out of office. But seems like our base wants it, so that's what we're going to do. You know, I'm, I might be for it just because it's going to muck up the whole uh, 100 days trying to get a variety of things through that many of them I'm going to really hate. Biden, this is from the New York Times, their headline, Biden sets up 10-day blitz of executive orders. I, I'm hoping that this is going to make it completely clear. This is a slow process of us learning as a nation 
that these executive orders are not the way to go. I mean, they've been growing with presidents, going back to, well, you can go way back. You can go back to Clinton. You can go back to, but so Obama did it a lot. I got a pen and a phone. Then Trump did it a ton, and now Biden's just going to immediately wipe out the one. Trump wiped out the ones Obama did. Biden's going to wipe out the ones Trump did. And hopefully we're all going to learn as a nation, hey, let's take the time. Let's do the footwork to get something through the legislature signed into law that can't be overturned the second you lose an election. Right. It's no way to run a country to have who's ever president just change all the rules. I heard uh, Charles Lane, the opinion writer for the Washington Times, uh, talking over the weekend, and he he said quite eloquently, every executive order is witness to the failings of Congress. Yeah, absolutely. More or less, that's what he said. Absolutely. They write these vague, good-sounding laws and then just let the executive branch and these giant agencies decide what the laws mean. You just make whatever laws and rules you need. Just, just uh, We don't want to worry about it. We don't want to be on the record as advocating one thing or another. And we, we can't be troubled to actually write laws that govern the government. So many so examples. So the government becomes this self-governing beast. So many examples. Immigration is one of the great ones. So rather than them want to take a vote on any of it or uh, lose their great issue that they can fundraise on, they let who's ever president at the time just make immigration policy. And that president gets to make that immigration policy to the day they're not president. Then the next person makes different immigration policy rather than Congress getting their act together and actually, you know, uh, solidifying something in law. It's very frustrating. Right, right. And actually, that immigration was the one that Charles Lane was talking about. He said it's a perfect example. They, they have no interest in, in solving this because they fundraise on it. They get you the polls on it. They yell about it's a problem that must be solved. And the last thing they want to do is solve it. I do want to talk about the ice cream eating contest we had at our house over the weekend. Maybe uh, one of our worst parenting moments ever. Good thing or bad thing? Who decides to have an ice cream? Who who decides to have a who can eat the most ice cream contest? Huh? It sounds ill-advised to me, but who am I to judge? Um, I suppose one headline we ought to hit you with is this. I'm looking at the headline in the Babylon Bee. Oh, before we get to that, uh, we will go through the, the promised Biden flurry of his executive orders in a few minutes. Because there are quite a few, and it's interesting. What a crazy way to run a country, though. You get a new president, and everything changes immediately. Because they wipe out the last president's executive orders, because Congress didn't do anything. Meaning laws. They change all the laws. Immediately. Yeah. One person. Great way to do it. Anyway, you know the Babylon Bee's fake, right? Okay. It's uh, It's parody. It's real parody. After Capitol riots, Sesame Street pulls all episodes featuring the letter Q. Um. Mm-hmm. There was some talk, including on this show, that yesterday, being the seventeenth, there were going to be there was going to be violence all over the country because the seventeenth letter of the alphabet is Q. Sounded a little fishy to me when I said it. Mm. Uh, nothing really happened around the country. Of course, you never know if when nothing happens, it's because the security was so high. Who knows? Uh, maybe any mayhem that was planned is going to happen on inauguration day, or as I've always said, as I said with terrorism for years, if you look back. Over the history of terrorism, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. It's not specifically on the 4th of July or on the the date that the Federalist Papers were ratified or any of the things that you think. Al-Qaeda doesn't observe anniversaries like you do. No, no, it's just whenever they they, they find the moment and have the opportunity. Um, But uh, security is just insane from what I understand in in Washington, D.C., as it probably should be. Um. Anybody here gotten a va- uh, shot yet? The vaccine? Uh-uh. 
As soon as I can. Yeah, as soon as I can, too. I was listening to Dr. Scott Gottlieb talk about his home state of Connecticut, which ranks toward the top of states in the whole country getting the vaccine out, as opposed to California, which ranks toward the bottom. Um, he said, we're, we're using the guidelines of who should get it first, but that's just a guideline. We also don't penalize or punish anybody who gets the vaccine into anybody that's not in one of those groups. Every, vac- every vaccinated person is a good thing. Mm. That's the way they're handling it in Connecticut. That's not the way they're handling it in the state I live or maybe the state you live in. I need to recheck, but last I heard, L.A. County had still not made clear that they will not punish anybody if you use your about-to-expire vaccines at the end of the day for whoever wants them. I saw that statistically you can make the argument that California is the hot spot for the world for the coronavirus right now, and in particular, L.A. County. Yeah, uh, NPR was scratching their heads this morning saying, in spite of extended lockdowns and some of the strictest guidelines in the country. Yeah, well, nobody knows exactly what to do. That much is clear. Right. So quit with your narratives. But I'll tell you one narrative that's true is that the, the rollout of the vaccine has been underwhelming. Yeah, and I saw a couple of different doctors, including Dr. Fauci, saying, I, I, I feel like there's not the sense of urgency about these new, more deadly strains and the fact that we're getting the vaccine out so slowly. People aren't putting those together. Mm. We got a race going on between the British and South African strain and, and political correctness and bureaucracy because the vaccine exists a lot of places and they just can't get it out. Right. If we get overwhelmed by this new faster-spreading mutation when the vaccine was sitting in boxes, <laughs> mankind gets what it deserves, I guess. I suppose. What a sucky situation. Yeah, it is. It's frustrating. I was reading up this morning, just going state by state and 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 the federal response. and every, There's just a lot of... There doesn't seem... We're, we're told there's a supply, but we can't find them. We don't have the supply. The promised vaccines are not going to the state. The state has the vaccines, but it's just, it's a, it's a, it's like a knot. It's like when you go to take your, back in the day when earbuds were corded and you had them in a drawer overnight, it was just all spaghetti bowled up and you're like, how does this happen? What does it take you forever and a knot? It was impossible for me to come to a single coherent conclusion about what's going on. It just seems confused. We got to take a break and we'll fill in uh, more details on a number of those stories coming up. I see a clip here, though. Did Tom Brady win again? Did the Buccaneers win again? Yeah, yeah they whooped up on Drew Brees and the Saints. I'd have lost substantial sums of money if I'd bet on that. I was sure the Saints were going to win. So, Battle of the Graybeards. So is it, um, is it championship weekend next weekend? Mm-hmm. We're that far along? Yes. So, yeah, so Brady's in the NFC championship? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, with the mighty Buccaneers. Wow. That's interesting. And the Patriots failed to make the play or failed to have a 500 team for the first time since he left. <laughs> that should answer some questions of, uh, you know, how much of the team was him. Sure. Yeah. That's impressive. They mortgaged their future to win now in years past. Jack. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. <laughs> rest or rust. Oh, wait, no, we're not doing that one yet. <laughs> no. React to me. We'll take your calls. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Did you see that the Justice Department took back 
It's claim that rioters wanted to capture and assassinate officials. Oh, boy. Are you kidding me? Oh, boy. Are you kidding me? Oh, sorry. We, we, we shouldn't have said that. That's not true. Uh, okay, that was the biggest story in America for like two days. Who said it? And why are they not standing <laughs> taking questions from the media right now on their way out of their job? And we'll get to more of that later. God, and, the uh, whole leak culture. I want to prove how connected I am. I want to show how important I am by leaking information. I mean, it's just it riddles D.C. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I Shut think down D.C., reopen Lincoln, Nebraska as the capital. This is an interesting uh, factoid. Fewer Americans will be alive to see Joe Biden inaugurated than were living on Election Day. Probably the first time this has ever happened. Because we've clamped down on immigration, because birds are so low, and we're dying of the COVID and everything else, um, there are fewer Americans Wednesday than there existed on Election Day. I'll be done. Not a joke. The first time that's ever happened, almost certainly. It's not a joke. It's amazing. It is amazing. Think about it. Oh, we got a great email about China's population problems, their demographic time bomb going off. Maybe we'll get to that in a bit. It's, It's super interesting. Uh, well, it a, is to me anyway. There's a recall out there of 750,000 pounds of Hot Pockets. We should probably alert you to. Sean, <laughs> have you been notified? I, I Just now. <laughs> um, so we had an ice cream eating contest at my home over the weekend. I didn't think I would really? ever suggest this. I think it might have been my idea, Evan. You think it might have been your idea? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who could eat the most ice cream? You ought to work for the Justice Department making statements with Judgment if I were like to that. interview the rest of your family, who do you think they would think the idea was from? Polls show what? <laughs> uh, I told the story last week of how I, I uh, under the, the theory of you'll make your kids smoke an entire pack of cigarettes and they'll never smoke again because it'll make them sick. Under that theory, I did that with marshmallows once, and Henry was out in like two minutes and may have had the desired effect, but Sam just kept walking around eating marshmallows all day long, and I finally had to pull the plug. So I was a little worried about that with the ice cream eating contest. He called your bluff. And the real genesis of it was uh, Henry had to take this just horrifying medicine that he can't stand, and he took off and ran and jumped the fence and ran down the road. We had to chase him. Oh, my God. One of those things. Um, uh, So uh, bribed him with ice cream, and then I came up with the idea of we'll have an all-you-can-eat ice cream. Who can eat the most ice cream? We'll get enough ice cream. There's no way we could run out, and then it's just who could eat the most. Wow. And so I went to Baskin-Robbins. We picked the flavors. I went to Baskin-Robbins, and I got... uh, Quartz, which is a big thing of ice cream. I didn't think there was any chance anybody's going to eat more than a quart. Um, and I got four of them. The two people wanted mint chocolate chip. Excellent choice. That's Strong. what I would have gone with. Really? Yeah. yeah. Henry went with chocolate, which if I'm trying to eat a bunch of ice cream, I wouldn't go with chocolate. From a deliciousness standpoint, I would take that one. Really? Why? You think I just, you'd get tired of it? Yeah, yeah, I think I'd get tired of that faster. Uh, I don't know. Really? And then I went with... Chocolate uh, ice cream is proof God loves us. I went with just chocolate chip, which I think is basically vanilla with chocolate chips. In it. Mm-hmm. I thought plain vanilla. I, I don't know if I could take that. Anyway, so we sit there and we decide we had to come up with some sort of time limit. I didn't know how this was going to go. And I was trying to decide, do we want to make it an hour? Cool. It, or, first of all, is it just who finishes their tub first? Is it all day? I mean, can you, like, eat, stop, go back to it later? Sure, so many possibilities. Decided to go with just... All of them ill-advised. Decided to go with 30 minutes. So we got all at the table, all sitting at the table. We all got our tub of ice cream in front of us and a spoon. Did mom participate in this, or was it boys' night? all four. Wow. Um, So uh, not not a marathon, not the 100-yard dash. You got a nice, uh, you know... Kind of 800-meter-ish. Yeah, yeah. 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 A full lap around the track, but you're not, you know... (laughs) 
You still look like a runner. Yeah. Can't, can't sprint. You still got to pace yourself. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, Henry wanted to have a bowl in the middle of the table in case he vomited. So we got a bowl for that. <laughs> yeah. Something tells me that was a good idea. Everybody had a napkin. And then I got my iPhone out. And we had a spoons at the ready. On your mark, get set, go. And of course, and, and I said beforehand, I said, Henry, I think this is a classic tortoise in the hair. Because Sam was just ready to dive in. He's got his spoon ready to go. And I think right. this is a classic. I think, you know, the person who eats super-duper fast is going to get sick quick, and then maybe you could win in the end. And or you get the brain freeze, you look like Patrick Mahomes oh. with, this, uh, with the jelly legs and the thousand-yard stare. Anyway, go on. Go! We started eating. Henry and Mom were out at the five-minute mark. Both of them were like, this is terrible. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, uh, what would you uh, estimate their rate of consumption in that? Were they committed for that five they minutes? Were, they were eating pretty fast, okay, but okay. they were out in five minutes. Then it was down to Sam and I. And uh, and he kept going, and he he's making a pretty good dent. But he started talking about how I'm starting to feel pretty sick, pretty sick. I felt fine. I just ate until he was done and kept eating for a while. And at the with five minutes left to go, he quit. I was clearly the winner. I clearly wow. ate the ball. Did you maintain eye contact for a majority of the eating time? Oh, just, yeah. Yeah, good, good. Mean mugged him. <laughs> Didn't make me feel bad at all. I could have eaten more ice cream just for fun afterwards. <laughs> wow. I, I was surprised by it myself. Did you I, wave your spoon in his face? <laughs> taunt him? So I'm the fastest. I can eat the most hot dogs and the most ice cream. Wow. I still nice. dominate this family. Some good parenting there. <laughs> good parenting. Armstrong and Getty.